All right, I'm gonna pray. Holy Spirit, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Um, we just thank you for um, that you, you, you're above everything. We just thank you, Lord. We're not under the sun. We're in the Son of God. And Lord, you can even allow us, it says, it, it says that there's a hidden wisdom hidden for us before, before the foundation of the earth. And Lord, we can even map time, map space. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you call us to redeem the time for the days are evil. And I thank you, Lord, that the sons of the day will see the days restored and, and redeemed. We just thank you that all of creation is waiting for the sons of God to work out that they actually are the sons of God. So give us grace in Jesus' name, amen. It is what it is, it is what it is. Okay, so um, look, it's interesting because we were talking about uh, on Sunday, and this is a continuation, that there is a lot going on in the world and uh, you know, they, today they, they said they were gonna, well, they put up the interest rates, the highest in one jump, in nearly 25 years, half a percent. And there's all this, all these things going on. And, and, and we were talking about on Sunday, it was very, very clear that the enemy was defeated at Calvary. Very, very clear, okay? And so what you have is that uh, a, a lot of these things are happening, potentially are, are being set up around us as distraction. And I'm not saying that lightly. I know there's people in conflicts in Europe and different places of the world but we've got to get, we've got to, we've got to actually believe that the Bible is the Word of God and it carries solution for all generations. We have to believe that. We, 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 we have to know that within the Word of God is so rich, so God breathed, so perfect and complete that God, He said, I will not leave you as orphans. He said, not only will I give you a complete roadmap, blueprint, guide, step by step, but I'll send you my Holy Spirit. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. And the Lord said, I'll come to you in the, in the form of the, 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 the presence and the power of the Holy, in the person of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to be confident that when we really develop a hunger for the word and seek and search, is we'll get answers. And one thing I've learned, I've, one thing I've learned over the years is one of the most powerful ways to seek God is, 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 is sustained focus. And you can't just go, God, like this, and all of a sudden just get distracted and caught up in other things. There's something about ability. When you develop an ability to, to hold a focus, and you can still drive the car and clean up the house and uh, you know, drop the kids off and do all sorts. Like you, you, we are, we're, we're capable of doing a whole uh, gamut of things at the one time. And so there's something about saying, Lord, I need to have answers. Now, I know for myself, probably uh, when 2020 started unfolding and the world shut down in March 2020, I mean, that was amazing. And I'm going, okay, I might need to know something about the book of Revelation, okay? And so what happened probably on a sustained basis from maybe September, October last year, I've just been holding that and saying, Lord, speak to me about what you're doing. And the place I'm in now, it feels like I've grown 10 years in six months. And I've been through my own things, my journey, my own stuff, uh, and so on and so forth, and we have in our family. Um, but what's happened is it just, it feels like my, my eyes have just come open. And so we were talking about, with all these things going on, 
that the enemy has been defeated, but the big thing we have to be concerned, not concerned about, but we have to address, that's, a, that's gonna be an oxymoron in a minute, and we've gotta be really concerned about anxiety, no. <laughs> I'm really stressed about this anxious feeling I'm having. Boy, uh, <laughs> it's sort of like, what are you stressed about? Stress itself, all right, so. <laughs> and, and, and so it says in Psalm 37, it says, do not fret, it only causes harm. And the, 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 one of the things, obviously, if you have really, really bad, negative, toxic feelings for years and years, it can have a psychosomatic effect. In fact, most diseases can be traced down to psychosomatic reality. But what we have is this, is we're commanded not to, because when our inner world is consumed with that stuff, it actually stops us from entering in the goodness of God, the promises of God, and uh, the provision of God. And so, so, uh, uh, I have these moments where it's almost like I hear an audible voice and, and it's usually when I'm very relaxed. I very rarely like, ah, God, like this. And he just goes, yeah, don't be so loud and I wanna to talk to you now. Usually it's afterwards when I'm more relaxed. Shower, uh, driving the car, going for a walk. And then he goes, great, now I can talk to you. <laughs> you know, because you were very anxious and you're crying out. And so I, I, I um, we're talking about that and about entering into God's rest. And, um, and it's like, it's very, very easy to, we were talking about rest, you go, you enter his rest. Yes, the day off a week, the Sabbath. That's not what it's saying. We do need to rest a day a week physically, but it's not talking about that. And oh, we've got to chill out and do this. No, 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 it is not talking about that either. And we started to look at it. But I find it very interesting, and this just came back to me, as we encountered Noah at the beginning of 2019, and for months and months and months, we talked about being transformed by the renewing of the mind. But basically, it's repentance. You know, Jesus' first public words, right, was repent and believe. People go, you gotta believe. You can't believe unless you repent. Repentance is the first thing. You actually have to commit to changing how you think. People go, oh, I'm really struggling believing. Because you're not changing how you think. Repent and believe. And John the Baptist had the same thing. You must repent and believe. No matter what you're going through, if it, nothing happens without repentance. And so we have to change, we have to change how we think. And so, so there's so many things stopping us from entering into God's rest, but it's not about just chilling out, taking time out, resting and all that. It's actually a special kind of rest. And the word rest, with the only other place it's other than Hebrews is in Acts, and it talks about God's abode. So there's something about entering into God's abode or dwelling place where we actually feel rested. Almost a bliss combined with a side of ecstasy with a main serving of joy, right? Uh, we will mount up like wings of eagles. And it's not just some sort of disassociated religious state of mind. It's the only way we can not just uh, face what's going on in the world today, but actually thrive. Actually, when everything is going through plague, is that God's people are ministering out of a place like Goshen, the children of Israel. And this is what he promises. Now, what's interesting is that we, we, for, for, for so long in 2019, after encountering Noah, is that we spoke of renewing the mind and the name Noah means rest. That's what the name Noah means. And so this, God wants us to, to, because what happens is that when, when you're at rest, you can actually, you can start to engage, you can receive. When you're not at rest, and I'll tell you what, I've like, I've been 
I, like, I, I've prayed really stressed prayers in my life. Now, God can answer those, but you don't want to live in that place, right? We've all prayed prayers where we're just completely stressed out. I mean, this is going to be a very superficial example, very superficial. But I remember when I was watching a test cricket match <laughs> and the West Indies hadn't been beaten for a very long time. And there was a match in Adelaide Oval and all of a sudden, Craig McDermott goes up to bat and Australia is behind by one run and we have one wicket to go. And it's like, it revealed my heart. <laughs> Man, was I praying in tongues over a cricket match. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't see Michael and Gabriel. Like this, and you watch the delivery. In the end, he, uh, the, the ball clipped him on the helmet. They thought it was the glove. They gave him out. I'm thinking, what was that about? And so I've, I've, I've prayed like that. Now, uh, Daryl was referencing before, is that when we're in Peru, because I've actually grown since we lost that cricket match, by the way, just thought I'd let you know. When we're in Peru, I literally had, I literally, like, I'm not kidding, I shouldn't be laughing, but literally had a spirit of death stalking me. And to the point where I went to the hospital and they're like, you're, you're in big trouble, mate. And, and they were really perplexed because I, I couldn't stop laughing and giggling. Now, that's not because it's sort of like uh, my cheese has slipped off its cracker, right? <laughs> Basically, I was in rest. And, and, and literally, like, my body was starting to shut down. I mean, you know the story is that he got a little bit of a, a, a dysentery. I had the sort of dysentery that kills you, right? And trust me, people have died of that over the millennia, all right? Seriously. And, and, and people go, no, have a bit of water. It's, it, it, it won't hurt you. No, there's never been a falser word said. Water will kill you. Water will kill you. I've seen people, I've seen people like have a, a in India have a, a, a salad, just, you know, a bit of water on like this. And next thing you know, they're like, you know, they're, uh, uh, they're driving the porcelain bus type thing, you know, really bad. <clears throat> anyway, so... So I, I was like, like, I was in this place of rest and then we were in the, in the hospital and we both had to give them a, we both had to give them a sample of one of these each, okay? And so basically, <laughs> so basically, basically, they came back out and they went to Daryl, they went, they went to me going, okay, you're sick, but not so bad. And they go to Daryl, uh, it's not good. And, and you should have, you know, you know, Prokel Haram, a whiter shade of pale? You know that song? And Daryl was a bit like that. And, <laughs> and so um, I could hear the keyboards in the background. And, and then Daryl had, had the fortitude to go, can I have a look at those? And he goes, no, they're the wrong way round. <laughs> Todd's the dying one. I'm going to get better. <laughs> I've never seen him so happy. And <laughs> but there's a place... <laughs> There's a place of being in the, in the rest of the Lord. And I've worked out, now I'd still have my, you know, I get more upset with myself than anyone else. You know when you're like, you're having a really bad day, you're like this, and you walk past the door and you, you, your belt gets caught on the door handle. And then you're treating like that door like it's assaulting you. And you take it really personally and you're almost gonna curse that thing off its hinges. So we are still journeying that. But I've learned that, 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 that one of the things that happened recently, and it's not just with the Munter building, the Lord said to me, he said, I'm going to bring you to a place where you cannot consider your feelings. And I'm like, okay, this sounds like it's gonna be an interesting season. 
But I've learned, one of the things I've learned is this, is there's so many feelings that are generated in my internal world that have no redemptive value. And I've got to learn to actually deal with those, otherwise it's going to be like going into a race with a severe handicap. And, and, and just because we feel something doesn't make it a, a spiritually legitimate reality. Yes, feelings are real. And yes, there's a place of compassion and empathy and all that sort of stuff, but within bounds. And I think the Lord wants to really, really equip His people what it is to be diligent to enter His rest, be diligent to enter the place of His abode. It's really, really important. So, um, <laughs> let's start by... Um, oh yes, sorry. And one of the things too is this, is you've got to remember the Bible's, you know, the, the, the most recent parts are written a couple of thousand years ago. And so it's not written in a language that we would, we would typically use. So, so you've got the timeless dimension of Christ, the timeless dimension of eternity, but synonyms, you've got eternity, now, today, His rest and in the Spirit. And we can read those things and just glaze over. Yes, we must walk in the Spirit. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But we, we don't understand is you actually walking in a dimension where physically you're here, but you're, there's a, the, the, the deep God part of you is in a timeless realm where it's a, a continual perfect present tense. And when you're in a continual perfect present tense, you start to engage peace and rest. And because we're gonna show through scripture is that you are meant to be in at least two places at once. And most of the body of Christ in the West going, wow, that's so abstract because we haven't learned to build up our spirits because God is spirit. And we must walk in the spirit, pray in the spirit, worship in spirit and in truth and so on and so forth. And so, so Hebrews 4 I have been listening to it on a loop. Like it's one of those, I'll listen to it. I listen to uh, the Word of God like, uh, I, I like street lights. I don't like the translation per se, but I like the, the, the way they've produced it. And I'll listen to this and then I'll go and listen to something. I don't feel any grace on it. And I've just sat on this for ages and I'll tell you why. Because if God's leading me in a direction, He's leading you guys in a direction. And one of those things is to not be dominated and, and, and destroyed by time or lack thereof, but to actually rule over it. And this is exciting because with that comes rest. Because the Lord is not stressed whatsoever. And the more we get caught up in our own feelings, the more we start to engage with an orphan spirit. We have to know, He said, go into all the world and, and, and preach the good news to every creature and I will be with you even to the end of the age. And so, so we can't do that when we're stressed and caught up on our own feels. Okay, so we're gonna start by, uh, we're gonna really uh, distill it a lot more than we did on Sunday. Um, and uh, we're gonna start by reading Hebrews chapter four, verses six to 10. And this is very, we're gonna be very specific around this. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, that is the rest of God, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter, because of disobedience. So you can actually hear the Word of God and never enter into His rest. Yep. Hmm. Again, this is really awesome. Again, God designates a certain day. Now, when you look at the translations of the original language, you could switch the word designate to limit. Again, He limits a certain day. All right, but we'll, we'll stick with this. Again, he designates a certain day. This is talking about God's rest. Saying in David, 
Today, after such a long time as it has been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not uh, afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered God's rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Now, we can read that and glaze over. That is so profound. Firstly, he, in this little passage of Scripture, you see enunciated or, exp- or at least declared, not, I wouldn't say explained, because, you, you know, there, there is a statement in John that if, if, every, if, if everything that Jesus did on the earth was written down in books, not even the whole world would contain them, and you look at a passage of Scripture and you could build, you could do a conference that could last five years on, on, on one verse, right? So you've got here, it, 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 it actually sets the parameters. And what's interesting, you go, you enter his rest, yep, 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 okay, what's in Hebrews 4, uh, what's in Hebrews 5, and then we're going to read about Melchizedek and, uh, oh yeah, and then the, the heroes of faith and this is amazing and hang on. Hebrews 4 talks about a secret wisdom that you could easily it's like walking over a plot of land and not understanding how much oil or gold is underneath it. Because it's an invitation for us to enter God's abode where we are completely at ease, at rest, and we've already overcome in Christ. And yet here it has the parameters. It says, and so what we have is that, I'm just going to, I'm going to we won't put it up, just, just don't worry about putting it up. But here it talks about, it says today, so a lot of people would go, oh, it's the Sabbath or it's the Sunday, it's the day off. Firstly, it never says anywhere in the word where Sunday's the Lord's day. Let's just, just euthanize that. Let's just let's take that one out. Sacred cow, seriously. Because it's the Lord's day. You know what? Some, the world's changed. And, I know that, and I'm, I'm not saying we're violating spiritual laws. You need to rest a day a week. But what about people who work on Sundays? It happens. We don't condemn them. Can someone say amen? amen. Yeah. We, 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 I mean, I work on Sundays. All right, so, so, so pray for me. No, <laughs> no, but so, so, so we go, oh yes, it's, it's, it's Sunday, that's a day of rest. No, it's not saying that. So, so it's re, what it's doing, it's reconfiguring time. Then it talks about, well, Joshua couldn't, find, if Joshua had led them into rest, now Joshua is always associated with, uh, now, uh, uh, you know, Moses was amazing. Moses is, is a rare bird, like not many people like Moses, Okay. And, and God had to prepare him so much. He just took 40 years of flogging in the wilderness and the Lord goes, now you're ready. And then the Lord goes, and then Moses goes, I can't do it. And the Lord goes, maybe we should have called him in 35 years. Anyway, so maybe we went from medium well to well done. So who knows? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and then he wrote about himself. He was the meekest man in all the earth. So anyway, 37, yeah, we're good. Um, but Joshua... He's connected to taking him into the land of rest, the promised land. Now, what happens is that you start to read it and he goes, look, look guys, here's the deal. Originally, I was gonna drive him out with hornets, but you were in unbelief and the orphan spirit got a hold of it, a little bit lazy, a little bit idolatrous, we get it. But I invited you into a covenant to be a nation of kings and priests and you rejected that. So we're gonna go for a lower covenant because that's all there is as covenant. And basically what's gonna happen now is I'm gonna give you city by city before I was gonna drive them out with hornets, but now you're gonna to have to overcome each city at a time. So, and, 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 
Basically, he said, you're going to inherit cities you didn't build, wells you didn't dig, vineyards you didn't plant, houses you didn't build. Like, you're going to go in there, and it's, we're talking plug-and-play type stuff. And so that is what we call rest. So now we have here, God is saying, uh, uh, it's not about the Sabbath, and it's not about the promised land. So God is writing off or, 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 or addressing uh, time and space. So it's not what we think it is because it's God's abode. We have to see it through the eyes of heaven. And so what's fascinating here is that, uh, is it with David, it says, and he designates, and I don't, don't put it, I'll just read it. And it says, um, and God designates or limits a certain day, saying in David, today, after such a long time, as has been said, today. Do you know how often we think tomorrow? There's no rest there. There's no rest tomorrow. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough worries about itself. You can't change the, uh, uh, make one of your hairs white or black. Yes, but that was before we had dye, I know. I mean, you know, other women go, <laughs> we've, we've got the upper hand on that one. So, 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 so basically, it's like, it's like we're commanded not to live in tomorrow. It's a today thing. And then when, see, in a way, in a way, the future or tomorrow is a construct. You're only continually in now. And what happens, he, the Lord says a couple of times, when you see a key word grouped together closely, at least twice, you know the Lord is putting an emphasis and he calls it today. And I'd say the better, another way of putting it is in the now. And we actually have to learn to steward our nows. And stu because the amazing thing is we go, yeah, I'll do this tomorrow. And we bring, it brings us comfort and we forfeit the rest in the now. Yes, I'm talking in abstractions and we'll illustrate it, but I've got to go there because the Lord says, He limits it to a certain day and that is today. Because we go, oh yes, I'm gonna have a day off on such and such. Would it be amazing if this limitless, perfect, genius, loving God designs it such a way that even on our busiest days, we could still live out of a place of rest? Come on, Lord, you don't understand. I'm so busy. He goes, wow, I didn't foresee that 2,000 years ago. Well, uh, we might have to put another book in there. <laughs> and so, and so we, 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 he's, dealt with, he's, dealt with, uh, he's dealt with a time and space issue but when we, do, when we don't pick something up through our five senses, this is what we do. We push it away. You go, what do you mean? If I can't see it or feel it, it means it must be for another time. Or if I can't see it and feel it, it must be out there. As soon as it doesn't invade the matrix of our five senses, we instantly dismiss it as almost a persona non grata situation. In other words, it's a non-event. So God says all these things and you go, I can't see it. I can't feel it. And so we assume it's for the future or tomorrow or it's somewhere else. And that's not how the kingdom of God operates. Because the Lord doesn't just saying the arrest in God exists. There's an invitation through faith to go into the now. Can someone say amen? I know it's, it's abstract, but we've, we've got to at least address this. And so, so that's what we do is we create distance in time and space. 
And you know what that happens? That actually becomes a, uh, that, that actually becomes uh, a disposition. With uh, one of my children, um, I won't say which one, just the oldest one. Um, he's into, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And what happens is that there's this whole like black hole time thing going on. Because what happens is that you end up, sometimes when something's confronting, we all have to do things we don't want to do. You know, if you, if you run a business or you've got a, 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 a different, a whole range of tasks, and there's like, look, some people, they, they, hate, they hate doing phone calls. They go, I hate doing phone calls, right? And, uh, you know, just, and I'm like, for me, I'm fine with phone calls. Some people hate emails. Some people hate confrontational meetings, right? <clears throat> um, some people uh, hate menial tasks or administrative, like, like, like what happens, generally speaking, is it's best, one of the best of, bits of practical advice is in the first thing a day, uh, 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 you take that thing you don't want to do and you get it done straight away, and they call it eating the frog. No one likes eating the frog. The first thing you do in the morning when you get to work, you go, you eat the frog, okay? But when we're in this constant cycle, you know, for me, is that I always knew I was cold, and I took comfort in something big was gonna happen down the track. And what happened, that down the track kept getting dragged out until I started to engage the now. Because the just shall live by faith. And hope is important because hope is one of those rare commodities that you don't realize you had it until you lose it. Okay, I've lost, I've lost hope. It's sort of like, you know, and <clears throat> losing hope's a big deal. And so, and so we tend to push things away, especially in the West. It's a, it's, a, it's a real, real big deal. And the Lord wants to call us into his rest, but the rest is in the now. Because when God speaks, and it says here, do not harden your heart. When God asks you to do something and you negotiate back to him, but he doesn't respond back to your negotiation, don't think that he's gone into some sort of enterprise bargaining He's actually wants to talk to you and he's addressing something. <laughs> and we, 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 what happens is that we start to harden our hearts. The Lord says, I want this. Can you stop doing, you know. How, how often have you, okay, for, for the, all the parents, how often have you told off your kids about something and the Lord goes, now you know how I feel about you. It's like looking in a mirror, getting angry in a mirror. Yeah, oh, that's scary. All right, so... And so we have to be careful that we don't harden our hearts. So what we tend to do with the promises of God, we create a distance between us and the promises called time and space. And that is not how faith functions. To enter into the rest of God, we must hear the Word of God and mix it with faith, which is action. So I wanna just blow some grids here and I want you to, again, I want you to fall in love with the Word of God because last week we were talking about at the end of this passage of Scripture, it gives a solution. Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing between soul and spirits and joints and marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Then it goes down and says, since we have, it talks about since we have such a great high priest that's gone before us. We haven't even touched on that yet. But I want you to fall in love all over again with the Logos, the Word of God. How much it costs the Lord to actually have that canon of Scripture and what it actually means. And it's like, 
I like reading, I, I, I like reading books about the Bible and books that teach about the Bible, but there's never a substitute for the God-breathed instruction. Uh, see, see, it's not even like the information the Bible contains. It's actually, it's actually like kernels of life and doesn't return back to avoid. He says he watches over his word to perform it, not someone's prophetic opinion. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that God does nothing without first showing his prophets. I do, I do understand that. But there's no substitute. Did you know it, it, God, it says in Psalm 119, it says he holds his word above his name. God holds his word above his name. So we're gonna smash the propensity going, yes, when I go on holidays, yes, when I have my day off, I'll enter his rest. He goes, no, no, today. Because we're no longer in this season going to have the, afford the luxury of pushing off the rest of God, the blessing of God, the life of God, the glory of God, the provision of God, pushing it away time and space wise. Can someone say amen? We're gonna let the Word of God say what it wants to say. Okay, so let's go Romans 10, verses six to nine. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The Word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. So just pause there, just keep that up. It's not out there. It's not in a certain day or in the future or in another place. He says it's near, you go, how near? In your mouth and in your heart. That's where God's rest is. We can't push it away. And then, then he says this, I love this, he goes, that is the word of faith which we preach. Yep. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the foundation. That's the building block of the whole kingdom of God. Believing and confessing. That is, you, you, go, you go, okay, so like this, like this. Just say you've got someone who's an absolutely uh, dirty, rotten, broken, perpetrator, sinner, you know, whatever, you, you, all, the, all, the, all the negative descriptions, right? And then what happens is they believe and confess that Jesus is Lord and they instantly get transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of heaven. That's profound. That's the building block and that's the precedent. So what happens is we then go out of that realm of faith into back into the, the five senses. Oh, maybe not the five senses. Okay, move them to one side. Feelings. And our feelings don't bring the presence of God. In fact, if we live in a fallen world, our feelings are probably gonna be way more negative and destructive. Now, I'm a creative. I taught myself guitar. I, all I did was art as a kid. I'm a creative. I understand that creativity goes hand in hand with emotion. But I've had to learn to bring it under control or it will destroy me. And Lord says, you, I haven't called you to live by, you know, but I'm a creative, that's why I'm a whack job. I've been a music director. I know what it's like working with musicians, okay? And the prophetic, prophets, 
Sometimes I feel like the manager of a rock band. You know, I go, hey guys, 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 these two, one, right, this one's here doing a riff, these ones are having a punch up, this one's right in the fridge and that one's throwing a TV out the window, you know? You have to, order, order, come on, come on, come on. What happens is this, as I've had to learn for the Lord to allow me to be broken into be usable. And so, so, so the word of faith, so, so, you, so this is what's so crazy. You're going, wow, that's crazy, you know? Like, like, we're talking breaking the matrix. Now, you're going, so are you saying God's rest is in your mouth and in your heart? No, I'm not. He is. And so God's Word, when you meditate on it, it creates the here and now of faith. When you let that Word go inside of you at any cost. Now, again, we all have, no, not we all. I'm gonna make, I'll, make, I'll make some general statements and you might be on one end of the spectrum or the other, whatever. But we live in a very, very moderate country. It's not a radical country. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have had it too good. There's, no, there's nothing no, radical, you know, good footy player, you know, a, a billionaire, mate. Like, it's not radical, right? And what happens is the kingdom of God recognises heavenly obsession. And, and, and the words I'm going to say now, unless you receive it in the right uh, spirit of faith or the right spirit, will seem invasive and confronting. But they're not meant to because God wants to, wants to see us experientially know how to stop stressing and overcome experientially. Don't say, oh, I'm in Christ and your life's a mess. Yes, you are in Christ, but you haven't actualized it. And so it's not our position per se. I'm not going to positional theology, all that sort of stuff. That's exhausting. You know, like how many angels can you fit on a pinhead and so on and so forth? How long's a piece of string? But what we have is that the Lord wants us to understand that His, the, the whole foundation for all those newbies, why did you call it Field of Dreams? Do you know how much harder you've made my life by telling my family I go to a Field of Dreams? Couldn't you have a, a side, a way, a center at the end of something generic? Why did you call it Field of Dreams? <laughs> well, sometimes I ask that. <clears throat> but basically is this, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. You are God's field. The whole foundation of the kingdom of heaven in the new covenant, new creation, new covenant, new creation, new covenant is the sower and the seed. That's the foundation. And when you start to go, ah, oh, find it hard reading the Word, you're gonna find it hard to overcome. You're gonna find it hard to believe. Repent and believe. How do I believe? You actually take God's thoughts and transplant them into yours until they take. My family used to grow avocados and you've got, you've got a good rootstock and then what you do, you do a cutting and then you, you do a cutting on the rootstock and then you get the, 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 the new varietal and then you put it in there and when you hold it long enough, the two become one. And then the rootstock takes on the characteristics of the graft. That takes obsession. So we're either gonna obsess with anxiety or be diligent to enter his rest. And so this is what he's calling us into because it's like great giving you a description of it. But when we let the word of God penetrate us through our eye gate, our ear gate, hold it in our mind, it goes into the soil of our heart. You've got the infinite, perfect, self-fulfilling word of God overtaking your inner world. And you're going, oh my gosh, 
This is real. This is not some sort of like, is this a real life or is this just fantasy? Um, it, it, it isn't. And so the God's Word creates the here and now, not the tomorrow and not the somewhere else, the here and now. So right now, you are seated in heavenly places. Right now, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in their heavenly places in Christ. Not in the future. And when you meditate, because with meditation, it's not about going, oh, I've got to read so much of the Bible. No, no. The Bible has so much to say about meditating, way more than reading. The Bible says a lot about studying the Word and meditating, but not a lot about reading. I think I'm just going to read. When you meditate on the Word and it starts to penetrate you, it starts to, I think I was saying it in the afternoon service, you know, if you go, um, I, I, I struggle with accusation. Well, 2 Corinthians 5. For me, he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Oh, so he made him who knew no sin to become sin for, for, for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him? What? And you meditate on that and you go, okay, well, I just need to get healed and I need more money. No, 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 but if you go for the big, big ticket items, like seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, all these things will be added. <laughs> and you start to meditate going, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Why? Because I had a good week? No. Because he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we would become the righteousness of God in him. And you start to meditate, and it, you have to give yourself over to it. This is how we enter God's rest, because you find yourself in a whole other place. And what will happen, in, remember, what will happen in, that, in that process is the fiery darts start coming at you. And you want to know fiery darts, start to engage the Word of God. You'll know it. You go, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know if I've encountered fiery darts or the enemy speaking to me. Okay, we're going to give a salvation call later. You can meet me over here. As soon as you start engaging, see, the enemy's like, he, he's, 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 look, every demon is older than every person on this earth. They've been around for thousands of years, at least, Okay. So even the dummies, the dumb demons, because there's dumb demons. I'm not talking about the ones that make, stop people from speaking. I mean like the one, like, like, you know, I, like I've had spirits once, you go, you kill yourself. I'm going, why? That's stupid. Like, and he's like, oh yeah, wrong one. Okay, overpitch there. No, no, serious. <laughs> serious, rob a bank. I don't even own a gun. All right. <clears throat> but when you start to, when you start to engage something, he freaks out. There's a bit of a reaction going on over the peninsula at the moment. A bit of action in spirit. And what happens is this, is the enemy doesn't, he knows when God's about to move. You start to engage that word, he'll start to come out and throw everything at you and then you know. And this is exciting because I've found with most things to do with warfare, spiritual warfare, is the enemy wears cloaking devices and when he starts manifesting, he shows his hands the easy way to destroy him because you can just come against that straight away in the name of Jesus. And so, so you're going, so we're talking about God's rest and we're, we're talking about the Word and we're talking about the here and now. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. And it's, 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 it's actually letting that Word confront us and overcoming the fiery darts. Now, um, I'm talking about a mate of mine who's in the Lord, he's in, in heaven right now. And uh, he taught me how to, he's one of the people that taught me how to coach tennis. 
When you play tennis, right, when you coach tennis, now the two hardest sports to coach would be tennis and golf. Uh, with golf, is that the difference between it being slice or hook, is your hand doing that or that? Okay, and a bit, you swing and, 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 and uh, golf seems to be very, very sort of like a, a combination of uh, bipolar and Tourette's and, uh, you know, had a, wow, it was sort of like, you know, four under this week and uh, 20 under the one, you know, and, and, and tennis is, is a bit the same. So I was a full-time tennis coach. But what you get is you get these wealthy parents going, I'm giving my, my kids are having lessons and the kids rock up and they look like they've been recruited to the army. You know, this wasn't my idea. And they go through the motions. And so you're being paid top dollar, because tennis coaches make good money, you're being paid top dollar to get everything right in that child's, uh, uh, in that child's game, but they're not being fair dinkum. They're sort of hiding. They're going in like this. And, and what happens is that, is that you, I can't put fire in someone's belly. I'm talking about coaching. I think it's in general. But you can't put fire in someone's belly. But if you've got a kid who's not that good and they're fired up, man, they'll, they'll make it happen. They'll hit against the wall for hours a day. They'll move their feet. They'll be diligent. But you get these kids sort of like, you know, and the parents go, how are they going? And what happens is that the coach usually, I would say nearly every time, has a skill set and a knowledge base way superior to that student. And usually the issue will be because the student is really not interested. And so my mate David, he used to have this saying, you see these kids sort of like not moving their feet, not trying them. Now he's accountable to the parents. And he goes, here's the deal. One of us is gonna break and it's not gonna be me. And he'll hold a line. Do you know what? The Word of God's like that. The Word of God holds a line, we're the one that breaks. breaks. But when we go, ah! What's happened is that we haven't held the line and so we don't, it doesn't go inside of us. This is actually huge. Now, I, I can't stress this enough. You, 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 we, we, I, I've been to really dangerous parts of the world. I've had attempted kidnappings on me, like, like really crazy stuff, dodged death a number of times. But you are never gonna be a man of God or a woman of God until you learn to navigate an empty room with a Bible, just you, the Lord, and the demons trying to destroy your life. You sit in that room and everything comes out and you have to overcome. If you cannot keep up with the foot soldiers, you will not keep up with the horsemen. You cannot take on Goliath unless you take it on the lion and the bear. And we first have to overcome in the Word. Can someone say amen? And I had to make myself love the Word because my flesh, my selfishness, my carnality rejected it. Because I was stuck in the matrix until one day the penny dropped. You get that. I, I'll get on, at the moment I'm, I'm parking in this passage of scripture in my own life plus some healing scriptures and some few others and I'm, a, I'm, I'm reading the rest of the word on top of that but I can't move on from these other things I have to solve it when I was 28 I read truly I say to you if you command the mountain to be uprooted and cast into the sea and if you do not doubt in your heart those things you say will come to pass you will have whatever you say Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, believe you've already received them and you have them. I said, that's insane. That is like ruling the universe. I can't get around that. I have to go through that. And if I go through that, it's gonna break me. But if it breaks me, I'm gonna come out the other side with way more than what I thought in my mind I had to give up. 
You have to let the Word of God go inside of you. And a heavenly obsession will give you good standing before the Lord. Now, yes, we're saved by grace and you can't earn it. But I'll tell you what right now, is that those, there are those who, who see, see, it's all about what you believe. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I want you to get excited about the opportunity you have today and then today and then today to engage the Lord. And depends how, how, how full on you go after it. it. Depends how quickly it happens. Because this is, this is how I cut my teeth. You don't have to worry about like, you know, saving the nations. You go in that room with your Bible, maybe some music in the background, whatever, you know, soften the atmosphere, whatever. Because generally speaking, I, I, I start like this. I, every, I, Holy Spirit, unless you show me, I acknowledge Him, I worship Him, just sort of like get in a zone and then I engage. I don't just, just do it dry and sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm not even praying and I'll go straight into the Spirit. But I've cultivated that. Okay. And so, hallelujah. So what happens is this, is it that the hardest thing is for it to happen for the first time. That's the hardest thing, for it to happen the first time. So, so I'll never forget is that I owed money, I owed personal loans and back taxes, and I had no cash flow. And I would wake up, I'd wake up like the, 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 the I'd wake up in the middle of the night, almost, no, not almost, panic attack. And going, I'm ruined, I'm gonna go personally bankrupt, they just haven't found me. I would get scriptures about God's deliverance. There was a scripture in, in Psalm says, he will hide me in his secret pavilion away from the strife of tongues. And Lord goes, I need you, Lord, to keep me until I can resolve this. And I'd meditate on this hours and hours and hours and hours and hours a day. And then what happened is this. This is really cool. This is, this is so we've, got, we, we've done the heavy lifting on the front end. Right now, we're, get, we're getting ready for ice cream, okay? So we've just, we've been smashing up a, 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 a raw broccoli, undercooked Brussels sprouts, um, undercooked pumpkin. <laughs> I love pumpkin, but yeah, got to cook it. Um, and this is what happened. One day after weeks and weeks and weeks of living in the Word, I mean, you go, what do you mean living in the Word? I mean, that was my hobby, my passion, my pursuit. I just lived in it. You know what? Now, now, here's the deal, here's the deal. You can either take this under advisement, what I'm saying, and apply it on a prescriptive basis, or wait till your life's in the toilet. So my life was in the toilet, and I went, hmm, toilet or the Word? I'll go the word. Don't ever underestimate the love of God in the midst of motivational crisis. Serious. How low do you have to go? So I just lived in the word. And then one day, it's like the tumblers went click. I went, Lord, I just thank you that you've blessed me in my business. And I went, I lived in a realm of rest for years. So are you there now? Yes, we're still, Field of Dreams would not have happened. You go, you go we, we, make, we, we look for this grandiose supernatural, uh, grandiose spectacular and miss the supernatural. If you can't navigate an empty room, a Bible, demons in your gob, and the Holy Spirit inside of you, and that's where I had to, that's where I was forged. You win there, everything else is easy. Devil's already defeated. <laughs> he is. And so, so he, he'll drag out, redeem time for the days of evil. He'll, he'll drag out evil days if you procrastinate. 
He says, today. He calls us into today. He calls us into today. So for years, I mean, like, like, once, like, like I said, I could cite so many, but one, one of the better ones was I'm at a, I'm at a conference in the Philippines, uh, no, Crusade. Next year, we're having a conference. All the young people in all the islands are gonna come here and they, 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 they come here and then we put them up here and feed them and, and you know, there's about a thousand, blah, 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 blah. And, and he goes, we want you to speak at it. I said, not only will, we, will I speak at it next year, I'll pay for everything. Boy, you're never gonna get more, when you say you're gonna pay for everything, you get lots of friends. And it turned out to be, and this is, I think, oh gosh, could have been the 90s, but it was $6,000 US, right? So turbo money. And uh, what happened, I, it was one of those sort of like, you know, it felt like not knowing what to say, he said moments. You know, I was almost like, we can build three tabernacles, you know. But Lord, the Lord was in it. So I was so built up in faith, I went back to my church. I didn't tell anyone, and I just got one, one kid from my youth group. And I said, can you just agree in prayer? God gives me $6,000. $6, now, because $6,000 is about $6,000 more than I possessed. <laughs> Maybe more. Anyway. <clears throat> so, <laughs> it's true. So what happened is I like, literally, I was in such a place of rest because I did the diligence to enter the rest. Once you're in the rest, you're in rest. People are going, diligence? Huh? More diligence? <laughs> Even more? No, it's rest. Be diligent, enter the rest. Will I know that I'm in rest? Yes, you'll know. <laughs> like you'll know you're in love. You know, like you know you're married. You go, are you married? I'm not sure. Well, you're definitely not married. Okay. <laughs> are you in rest? I think so. No, you're not in rest. You'll know. <laughs> and so $6,000. What happened? I prayed for it once and I forgot about it. Because when you're in rest, you forget. When you're stressed, you forget nothing. <laughs> it's like, you all right, darling? I'm just keeping tabs on everything in the world. <laughs> Arrested. So basically, so, so I remember praying and then I prayed it again a couple of weeks later. That's it. I was in such a place of rest in the realm of faith and provision. I had been diligent to enter that place of rest. And what happened was this, the pastor comes up to me at the end of a service, he goes, um, some money came in for you. I said, really? I go, how much? He goes, a lot. And I go, oh, how much? And he goes, $6,000, exactly what we prayed for. I didn't tell anyone. I'm not one of those guys, faith without hints is dead, all right? Going, I really love $6,000 of God, which I just know he's so faithful. You know, like seriously, you tie the Lord's hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so what happened? This is where it gets cool. I literally entered his rest and it's a place. And, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's in, 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 in heavenly places, it's real. You're meant to live there and here, but live from there and get your power source from there and walk it out here. If you're not tapping into that, you're in toil, stress, worry, striving. And so God says, be diligent to come into that place, my abode. It's restful. So if we can just put uh, Psalms 148, <clears throat> one and two, look at this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're in heaven praising the Lord from heaven. That's what it says. Praise Him in the heights. Keep going. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Go back to verse one. Praise Him from the heavens. Did you know that when I was talking to God, 
about $6,000, I was talking from heaven. I was single for most of my adult life. And then one day I went, I think I need to get married. It's as simple as that. I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm good. I'm good now. I was 34. I think, yep, that time. Yep. Yeah, people like, like, I was never had that ball and chain look in my eyes. So, you know, a girl works on the, walks on the church and I start going, you know, like, like that just, that's exhausting. <laughs> Serious. Christian witchcraft. Anyway, so. <laughs> sort of like, so, hi, here's the one. Anyway, so. <clears throat> I was never that guy. And so what happened was, I was in this place of rest and I went, I, I think I'm ready I think I'm ready to be a responsible adult for the next part of my life. Because you, you want to be married, you've got to be responsible. So anyway, um, I just wrote down, this is what I want. I prayed for a couple of weeks and met Rachel. You're going, how come your life is so lickety split? Do you know what? I was diligent to enter the rest. Once you're in the rest, you're resting. It's profound. No way, like, no way, no way, man. Like diligence upon diligence, faith to faith, glory to glory, diligence to diligence to exhaustion to diligence. It's the abode of God. It's so superior to everything. This stuff goes over the devil's head. He's defeated. Jesus destroyed him at Calvary. He can only, the, the, the serpent feeds on the dust on his belly and if we live in the soulish realm, our, our, our nature of dust, my soul clings to the dust, then he'll, have a, he'll treat your flipping, your soul and your body like, a, like a, a venture playground. But when you're in that place, you just can't handle it. Holy Ghost, you guys doing okay? Shabba baba baba. Okay. So once you enter his rest, it's superior, it's a superior place. So here's the deal. Look at Psalm, two, Psalm chapter 2, verses 2 to 4, right? It says here, the kings of the earth set themselves, oh, and the rulers take counsel, woo, against the Lord, against his anointed, eh, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cause from us. Huh. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The Lord shall hold them in derision. I'll just say this. I've got some frequent flyer points up. And some people go, oh, yeah, these people, field of dreams, uh, 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 you know, they talk about going in and out of heavenly, heavenly dimensions. Shouldn't everyone be? Shouldn't everyone be? Is that not the new covenant? Is that not our inheritance? Dreams and visions? Dreams and visions are interdimensional. They're not just sort of like, I just throw a pitch, I don't know what it means. You know, great, next. And I'll tell you what right now, I, I'm, I'm on a journey like everyone else. I'm not an expert. You go to heaven and you start looking at your life from heaven's perspective and... and you know, people go like this, they, they go, they don't, they're not diligent to enter the rest. They go, God's got it, right? And they get a flogging and everyone starts going, oh, maybe he hasn't. Our job is to be diligent to enter his rest. That's where you bind and loose. That's where you worship, praise him from the heavens. That's where you walk. That's where the cloud of witnesses are. But you can't put it off for tomorrow or another place, he limits and designates a day called today. 
And he calls us into that place for us to engage it and it to engage us. You can change your life in months, like your life. And God loved me so much, he allowed crises in my life because I was so bone idle, useless, lazy until the Bunsen burner was placed under my butt. So I'm like, oh, I suppose I go pray now. Like I'm doing God a favour, like most Christians. And he allows crises and you get motivated. And then I use that motivation. Now, because I'm a little bit slow off the mark with some things, I had a real crisis because God wanted me really motivated. Seriously, this is the economy of the kingdom. I mean, how many people just come to the Lord because they come to the Lord? I would say probably 50 to 75% of all believers. Right, you know, you know, Jesus didn't disappear to Paul. We struck him blind. You know, but one minute I'm stoning people, next minute I can't see. I'm like, who's helping me now? Did I throw a rock at him the other day? You know, <laughs> serious. It was, and so, so we, we, we've got to understand: is it, is it, is it God loves us so much? He doesn't want us to stay the way we are. We have a special word that if you, you love your child and they're playing, making mud cakes in the sand pit and they're defecating in their, in their undergarments, okay? Oh, they're so cute. 20 years later, if they're doing that, it ain't cute. Sorry. Because he wants us to grow up. Because there's a call to mature. Call to strengthen these feeble, f- f- feeble limbs causes us, he's a lifter of our head. You know, he's like, he's, some of his, he's doing this and we're going. <laughs> Trying to lift your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and so, you know, one, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things, one, one of the things I'll never forget because like I said, I've, I've tasted this, I've, I've lived in this place. I don't live there all the time, but I live there, I live there a lot. One of my strengths is pressure. All of a sudden, I'm sort of like, you know, I'm sort of like this, and there's pressure, I'm like. That's just, you ask any of my team, right? I had a heavenly encounter while I was in Colombia. I then so jet lagged, I go to Peru. I'm on a bus, I'm exhausted. I'm actually like, like headphones, uh, sunglasses, reclining like this. And I thought, hey, a crusade, you know. Um, it wasn't my crusade, it was a friend's crusade. It wasn't mine. And we're rocking up, we're turning up, there's a lot like, you hear this. You hear, the, you hear the, the bass drum of the worship coming through the back of the stage. The, the bus, the bus tur- you know, turns out like this and you can feel, I'm like, oh. literally, I've come out of a deep sleep. And then as we're walking up to the, I go, oh my gosh, there's like 10,000 plus people here. And then my friend says, you know what I think you're gonna do tonight? <laughs> how much time, how much prep time did I have? Uh, no time. <laughs> I had the microphone in 10 minutes. That's rest. Some of you guys are going, for me, that's an early grave. You know, like, you know, like stage fright. Is it, is it, is it, I just had to just go, I've, there's a place of rest and then the Lord gave me the words. And then we had something, probably, probably around 1,500 people came to Christ, which, which has delivered miracles everywhere, right? But it's rest. It wasn't sort of like, I went out the back and I started sweating drops of blood, ah, you know. I like just sort of like, I said, okay, well, 
Lord, you knew this. Uh, lean in. Oh, hello, there you are. You can only do that in rest. But we have to be diligent to enter the rest. Once you're in rest, you're in rest. You enjoy it. Do you know what happens? Once you've been diligent to enter the rest, what happens in the rest? Abide. That's like hanging with your best friend. Enjoying him. Enjoying what he has to say. Feeding on his faithfulness. Drinking from the rivers of pleasure. Pleasure is right hand forevermore. You know, it actually says there's pleasures at his right. He says, you'll show me the paths of life. He says, pleasures at your right hand, but he says rivers of pleasure. See, this is such a superior place. It's the only place you'll get rest. You can go on holidays, take days off, change your diet to a point, you'll get a, a result, but you'll never come into shalom. You'll never come into peace. You can't eat your way into peace. Peace, good luck. You get the opposite. Okay, you know, too many pepperonis, middle of the night, it's coming up into my throat again. Okay, so, but seriously, is that we're coming into a season where we're gonna be so far above, and this is real. One example of what's just taken place with that facility is so utterly supernatural. I don't know anywhere where God just brings that many signs it's presented in one week, the money is raised the following week, and then we, we, we've, it's, it's, it's ours. I'll tell you what, the enemy tried to rattle my cage to take me out of peace. You know that, 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 that there was not screaming and carrying on and contending, it was actually staying in the gate of rest. We need to know, like, 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 like we, we just need to know how good he is and what he wants, how he wants us to do it. Okay, last scripture, you guys still good? We're landing the plane, it's the last scripture. Okay, uh, Psalm 1, verses one to three. This is how to enter his, his rest. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So he starts walking with this. You are the wrong people. Now, we've got to reach out and love everyone, but those people who you're in a circle, you've got to be careful. You're going to become like your friends. What do you mean? What do you mean? When you're with your close circle of friends, you, op you, you open your gates up. I know the amount of people go, I feel called to go to the pubs and witness and they end up becoming an alcoholic. That's serious, for, you know, legit. So we have to re reach out and go to the highways and the byways. But look at this, you, you're walking with the wrong people and next thing you know, you're not walking with them anymore, you're standing. And then you've gone from standing to sitting, now you're really settled. And there's a warning. So blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the mockers or scornful. But his delight is in the Word of God. And in his Word, he meditates when he feels like it. Sorry, 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 sorry. When his calendar opens up. No, no, it's not what it says. Day and night. Heavenly obsession. That's heaven's language. The, the, gospel, the, the canon of Scripture wasn't written and formed in Adelaide or Australia. She'll be right, mate. Angel of the Lord comes, you know, I've got, you know, great news and, and uh, amazing grace. And, All right, mate, go for it. Look, you know, <laughs> he didn't choose us as the vessel. We're not passionate enough. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> go back, go back one. But his delight is in the word of God and in his law he meditates day and night. You've got to live there. You have to live in that place. Yep. 
He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Those are portals, by the way. They're portals, like wells are portals, rivers of life that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf will also not wither in the heat, obviously. And whatever he does shall prosper. And so, and so this is, this is, this is, this is, this is I wanna finish up on this. Is the rest of God is real. It's completely real. But you have to let the Word of God confront you and meditate. I generally speaking, I have a concentrated time in the day where I read. And then I'll go over it and I'll confess it. My record, and, and, and I'm, I'm doing experiments. The most I've done is confessing one scripture in a row and I'll, as I'll, is I'll, I'll say it and, and yep, yeah, this is a bit dry, a bit boring. It's like chewing gravel. Yeah, great, great, great. Oh, something just shifted. Park there a bit. Okay, start again, go back into it. I was saying a few weeks ago is thoughts are designed to flow. Think of water flowing down like gravity. And you go, oh, but, but I'm getting distracted. My mind, I'm thinking about lunch. I'm thinking about my, what's in my diary. No, no, no. Take that water and put it back in there and it'll flow down again and put it back in there. You just keep doing it. God's word is that powerful. You've got to give it a chance to take root on the inside. That is the diligence. That's the war. That's the battle. If you're not doing that, you can't enter rest. And if you can't enter rest, you don't have peace and you can never defeat demons of chaos and fear when you're struggling with chaos and fear. You wanna be like Jesus in the boat, totally in the realm of rest. Yes, he was in the boat when there was a storm, but he was in heavenly dimensions. And from that heavenly dimension of rest, he goes, peace be still, you have little faith. And Jesus is our prototype. I'll tell you what right now, if we could put the pads on, please. I am loading up this teaching for this season. We've probably got maybe, maybe one more, maybe two more messages on this. Hebrews 4. If you want to turn your life around, give yourself over. You start off, you've got to walk before you can run. 15 minutes, 30 minutes, Pick the passage of Scripture that God's quickened to you or the thing that the greatest felt need and read it over and over. Read it aloud. Think about it. Demons will come at you. Have a party. Overcome them and stay in it. They're terrified it'll take root. When we don't see it, we push it into the future and in another place. And God says, today, if you hear His voice, today, if you hear His voice. He's calling you into His abode, which He calls His rest. It's not sleeping, it's not reclining, it's not lounging, it's not procrastinating. In fact, quite often when people put things off, it feels like they're starting getting crushed, suffocated by a python. That's not rest. You could have the best lifestyle from here on in, have all your needs provided for and I get enough sleep and I eat okay and I have my days off and it will still not guarantee you the peace of God and operating at a place of shalom and victory. It's not natural. It's His abode. Can someone say amen? If you want it, you've got enough to go with it right now. We haven't even talked about that Jesus is our high priest and He's gone before us behind the veil. But so far, the Lord wants us to become obsessed with His Word. You know what? 
It says, out of the mouth of infants and babies, He's ordained strength or ordained praise. Anyone of any age can do this. We've just got to break that Aussie spirit that's over too many believers of not redeeming the time. We redeem the time because the days are evil. We come into great faith. And you know what? From that place, you know, God's not up there, you know, like He's doing calisthenics, sort of like, you know, the world, the world, everything's being shaken, oh, like this. He's actually laughing. He's seated, He's laughing. Guess what happens when you're up there? You're seated and you're laughing. Completely superior world. Braille. Holy Ghost, get your, uh, your communion out. <laughs> say who feels the Holy Spirit calling him to deeper place in the word but if you put your hand up you're going to throw your communion over your neighbour <laughs> who wants a fresh baptism no this place of rest is real and guess what seriously you won't feel pressure in this place this, this abode of God there's no pressure there you go so you mean sort of like one of those guys that are just blissed out and rolling around the ground and laughing, their life's falling apart? I didn't say that. Do you know in that place, you are, there's a hyper overcoming function and efficiency. Can you imagine speaking things and they happen? Who wants that? Don't baptise your neighbour. You can at least throw them confetti over them. All right. But, but seriously, is that this is the place, is, 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 is that when you're seated in heavenly places, you, you're on a throne. That's what the Bible says. And He wants to work through you, but we actually have to make sure we're not fighting the devil. He might come at us and we'll wrestle, but we don't call to fight Him, we call to fight the fight of faith. The fight is being diligent to enter the rest. And you go, once you're in the rest, you're in rest. Like anyone's, you know, in the staff room beforehand, you go, is Todd ever stressed before he speaks? In fact, he looks bored. I quite, quite often fall asleep. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, because I've prepared, obviously. But it's like, I'm not going to stress over it. Stress gets, stress will kill you. It'll kill you. And it's like you go, oh my gosh, Psalm 35, do not fret, it only causes harm. Entering to his rent, re repent, repent, change how you think, get a hold of the word, combine it with worship, meditate, speak it, repeat it. And next thing you know, you're going, something's changing. Yeah, your spirit's opening up, it's dilating, and you're actually realizing that you and heaven are connected. 
Do not say in your heart, you know, ascend into heaven or descend to the abyss. He says, but what does it say? The Word is near you in your heart and in your mouth that if you confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you'll be saved. This is the Word of faith we preach. You don't have to put this off in the distance, but the Word of God, when you confess it and hold on to it, it manifests the here and now of the Kingdom of Heaven. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, thank You for communion. I just thank You for the new covenant, which is utterly supernatural and glorious. Thank You, Lord, right now, we just renounce being caught in the matrix of the five senses only. We right now, we just untether from that sense reality only. We untether from fallen emotions. We untether right now from being guided by our feelings. And right now we choose the timeless realm and abode of rest in Christ. And we thank You, Lord, for the Word of God. We thank You for the Logos is sharper than any two-edged sword. Bless this communion to our body in Jesus' Name. Amen. first service at Moonshot on the 31st. Who's planning to? A lot. Okay, good, good. And you can put the word of mouth out there because um, uh, it's a big church. Also too, who do you think, uh, who, who thinks they're going to come and they want to do a tour on the night, the inside the building, yeah? Oh, brilliant. Okay, good. You'll go in there, you'll be blown away. We might even pray there for a while. There's ancient wells there. Ancient wells. Hey, it is your building. <laughs> it's your building. By the people, for the people. Who knows we're, 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 we're at the beginning of an amazing season. Absolutely amazing, you know. And uh, some of you guys might even fall in love with York Peninsula, hey? It's a beautiful, beautiful, stunning place. But yeah, I'm just blown away. But the Lord's gonna do a lot of things in this season. I think, I think we're in a season of suddenlies. I think we're gonna see a lot of amazing things. But I wanna... I really like, as family, I really do. I want to really encourage and exhort everyone to get into the Word and not to see it as an end in itself, but actually it brings you into a place with the Lord. Because once you believe, you believe. So anyway, we'll leave it there. Uh, and we might speak on this once, maybe twice more. Who's found Hebrews 4 helpful? Very, very helpful because it's a one-stop shop. So anyway, guys, God bless you. Uh, we will see you on the weekend and uh, yeah, a very, very exciting season.